Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Johnson Wax Program. Makers of Johnson's Wax welcome you to another merry musical half hour starring Nyan and Jim as Fibber McGee and Molly with Rico Martelli's orchestra. Martelli opens the show with You're My Lucky Star. Kind Rico. Nonsense. Let's have a spell of sense. It's G L O hyphen C O A T. By the way, how long has it been since you polished your floors and linoleum? I wish you'd just glance down at the floor now and see how it looks. If you aren't pleased with its appearance, just remember that Johnson's Glow Coat will make it sparkling and clean in a few minutes' time. Glow Coat dries in 20 minutes to a lustrous polish without any work of rubbing or buffing. Just can't get a foothold on a shining glow coat polish. Old-fashioned floor scrubbing becomes a thing of the past once you learn about the easy, no-rubbing floor polish, glow coat, made by the makers of Johnson's Wax. Look for the attractive yellow can. And remember, you save money by ordering glow coat in the larger sizes. Now, last week we told you about Fibber McGee and Molly's new spinning top. Well, already thousands of glow coat users have sent for a pair of these little spinning tops. Boys and girls and grown-ups, too, are having a lot of fun racing one top against the other. Later, I'll tell you how you can get two of these little Fibber and Molly tops free. 
scene tonight is a bus station. Early in the morning, Fibber and Molly are taking a little trip downstate to see Aunt Sarah. Passengers are scattered around the station, sitting and reading, sitting and sleeping, and just sitting. Among those reading, we find Fibber, McGee, and Molly. See this headline? What's that? Elevator strike spread to the Middle West. Chucks, it was bad enough in New York when I was there the other day. Did you see anything of it? Did I? <laughs> I learned never to wear a blue serge suit during an elevator strike. Why not? <laughs> Gotta slide down too many banisters. <laughs> <laughs> I found three gals following me looking at the feet of my trousers and powdering their noses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're bright someplace, Louise. <laughs> You know, Molly, there was one building up there on the Park Avenue where all them la-dee-da folks had to walk 20, 30 floors into their evening clothes. A bunch of social climbers. Yep. Top hats, white ties, and tailed dragons. Excuse me, folks. Huh? Oh, certainly. What is it? You're waiting to take the 318 bus? You can just come in here to read the timetables, bud. McGee. Don't pay any attention to him, mister. Yes, we're taking the 318. Oh, that's okay. I just wanted to tell you to keep your wits about you. Huh? What fur, bud? Well, don't look now, but I'm a detective for the bus line. Oh, heavenly days, a detective. <laughs> kind of a rumble-seat dick, huh, bud? <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to warn you to watch your valuables. You carrying much money with you? Oh, I'm carrying about 37. McGee, why did you ask, Mr. Detective? Well, you see, we've had a few pickpockets on the bus lines lately, so I just thought I'd warn you. Of course, nothing will probably happen well, to you. it was real nice of him to warn us now, wasn't it, McGee? Oh, I don't know. I guess I can take care of myself. I'll never forget the last time a fella tried to pick my pocket. <laughs> I carried his sum on my watch chain for years. <laughs> I grabbed a foot. Another time I was riding the subway from Times Square to Bowling Green when a fella... Oh, hello there, Geraldine. Oh, hello there. Well. Imagine seeing you here at the bus station. <laughs> Gerald said he'd meet me here when I get off the bus, but I don't see him anywhere. Oh. <laughs> Gerald says before we were married, he could always remember where to meet me. But now my station in life has changed. <laughs> 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 isn't that just too, too inscrutable? Yeah. I mean, isn't it really? Yeah, yeah but where did Gerald you... says it's getting so almost everybody in radio travels by bus. In radio? <laughs> <laughs> he says it's really just an old stooge coat.
That was Martelli and his men playing Please Believe Me. Now back in the bus station, we find Fibber McGee and Molly watching the bus pull in. Come on, McGee, and hang on to your money. Or better still, let me carry it. Hey, what's the idea? Ain't I old enough to carry my own money? No. <laughs> Getting into your pocket would be child's play, as the baby kangaroo said to its mama. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see somebody try to take my role. I'd... Hey, quit shoving there, you. What's yeah, that? take it easy, brother. It's just me. Oh, oh it's the bus detective. Already. Is this the bus to Jamestown? Uh, sure, they're calling it now. Already for the 318, leaving immediately for Schenectady, Elmira, Horses Head, Painted, Boston, Jamestown. Please show the driver your ticket. All hand baggage must be sold in baggage compartment. Board, please. Up you go. Albany, Schenectady, all board. There you go. Matter, gal. My, my. Looks real comfortable in here, doesn't it, McGee? Yeah, you betcha, Molly. <laughs> oh, we come a long way since the old jitney bus. Watch days. your step, McGee. Uh, oh! Oh, excuse oh, me, ma'am. Dear old oh, dear. Mrs. Wheatledick. Uh, excuse why me. Why don't you look where you're going, cowboy? <laughs> well. If I wanted folks to stomp on my toes, I'd have put walnuts on them. <laughs> well, just can't go any place without some salesman trying to scrape up an acquaintance. Oh. So you'd better be careful, you master you, or they'll have to scrape you up. <laughs> the last traveling salesman tried that. I slapped him so hard he thought he was riding in a planetarium. <laughs> now go and sit down, Collegiate, and leave a girl to her dreams. Okay, okay. Over here, McGee. Here's a seat. Okay. And we're off. Mm, good. Ah. Now for a good rest till we get to Jamestown, Molly. You know, I always wanted to take me a long trip onto one of these buses. Oh, dear. Well, how about a little snooze, Molly? You look kind of sleepy. I am sleepy, McGee. I can hardly keep my eyes open. Ah, me neither. Oh, dear. I'll never forget the time I was riding on the stage. All so... right, McGee. Good night to you. Good night, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to disturb anybody, but while Fibber and Molly are sleeping, just let me suggest that you try Johnson's Glow Coat on your kitchen linoleum. You'll receive many compliments on the looks of your floors. You'll save yourself hours of cleaning work from the day you first use Glow Coat. G-L-O hyphen C-O-A-T. The remarkable floor polish that shines as it dries without rubbing or buffing. Get off the next stop and buy me some cigars. I'll have to have some money. Hmm. Hey, where is my money? Hey, hey, who took my dad? Dracta, dad, my money's gone. Oh, sure. No, I wish I had let Molly take care of it. Got my pocket picked like a simp. Oh, shucks. What am I, oh. Molly? Hey, Molly. Found us for the... Now what'll I do? I gotta get some money someplace. Hey. Hey, brother. What? 
What, what's the matter? Uh, listen, have you seen anything of a pocketbook? Talk louder. Have you seen anything of a pocketbook about this? Oh, what's that? I says, have you seen anything of a pocketbook about this? No, I don't want a book. I got a book. No, no, a, a pocketbook. Have you seen one? Louder, I can't hear you. Have you seen a pocketbook about... Did you find some dough? What? Dough, 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 dough. Well, if you can't sing any better than that, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Listen, brother, I'm in a jam. I gotta find... No, don't think, son. I don't smoke. <laughs> Listen, brother, my name's McGee, and I just lost a wallet. A wallet with, 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 with thousands of dollars in it. <laughs> and, and what did the farmer's daughter say? <laughs> what farmer's daughter? Uh, what, what, what say? Who is talking about a farmer's daughter? Well, I've I never been there myself, but they say it's just real pretty. <laughs> hey, listen. Oh, shut forget it. Go take a jump in the lake. <laughs> yes, sir, it certainly will. <laughs> He's a card, that fellow. <laughs> I knew which one of them birds was that pickpocket I'd me. Oh, Hey, driver. Yeah? Driver, I, I lost it. I mean, I just had my pocket picked by somebody. I, I got to get some money someplace. If you'd let me have about 25 bucks to... Now, wait a minute, Ponzi. You mean you want me to lend you 25 bucks? Yeah. You see, bud, I'm on a scouting trip for the Giants. Nothing and I... doing, buddy. Oh. Suppose I'll have to tell Molly. Oh, Please, get off my back. <laughs> I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> Driver hit that curve so fast it threw me. Exactly what I deserve for allowing myself to travel in this absurd fashion with the hoi colloi. With the what? The bourgeoisie! Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that ain't what you says before. You switched on me, Susie. <laughs> Please! Hey, listen. Now that we're acquainted, ma'am, let me introduce myself. I beg your pardon. Chuck, don't mention it. You just thought of it yourself in a minute. Listen, my name is McGee. Fibber McGee, and I'm in trouble. Indeed. No, in trouble. You see, ma'am, somebody's kidnapped my Mazuma. Mazuma? <laughs> kidnapped? I mean, somebody copped my dough. They, they, they lifted my leather. And, and I just can't go back to the White House and say, Shucks, Frank, I'm sorry, but that dough you give me to buy them unperforated Guatemalan five-cent stamps with, uh, <laughs> to make a long story short, babe, how about me giving you a ten-day note for about 25 bucks? So Why, that... how preposterous. Lend you money? I do not even know you. Well, did the United States know France? <laughs> Please, sir, if you don't leave at once, I shall call the driver. You won't do no good, ma'am. I tried him. <laughs> oh, well, there's nothing doing here. I'll see you later, babe. I should hope not. Okay, okay, if you want to get stuffy about it. I'd have given you six percentage. <laughs> I wonder if I ought to wake Molly up and tell her. No, I won't do it. I'll get some money somehow. Get out of the way there, little girl. You mustn't stand in the aisle of the bus like that. Like what? Like you... Just don't stand around in the aisle this way, that's all. Well, you're in the aisle. Oh, I know, but I'm looking for something. What? A pocketbook. Oh, have you seen a pocketbook laying around on the floor any place? Oh, a pocketbook? Was it a black one? Yes, that's the one. About this big? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, where, where'd you... With the money in that's it? That's the one, sis. Where is it? Uh, hurry up. Why? Because it's mine. That's why. Hand it here. Why? 
The pocketbook. Where is it? I don't know. I didn't see it. Pottown. <laughs> Pottown. What's the name of this town? This is Pottown. Oh, Rico Marcelli. Hello, Fever. You said this is Pottown? Yeah. Pottown. Why? This is where I play. You hit the spot. Come on, boys. Let's get it. Standing at the spot down station. The porter is just sweeping out the bus. Maybe he'll find Fibber's pocketbook. Listen. Hey, porter. Hey, boy. Hi, sir. Oh, oh, Billy Watson. <laughs> Hello there, Billy. I am Miss McGee. Hi, Steve. You are a porter for the bus lines now, sir? Yes, sir. My boss. On account of because I'm in trouble. I just had my pocket fixed. Why? I said, somebody pick my pocket. Which pocket? The left hip. What difference does it make, which pocket? <laughs> well, it, it makes a lot of difference, boss. How do you figure? Is, is you wearing an overcoat? No. Yeah, see, you see. If you ain't wearing no overcoats, you won't carry no money in it. And if somebody picks them pockets, you ain't gonna lose nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, Phil. I'm in a bad fix. Every cent I had was in that pocketbook. How much money you got with you? It's just, just enough to eat on, boss. How, how much is that? Nothing. I've done it. <laughs> you mean you ain't got any money? Yes, sir. I ain't. Well, listen. You know anybody you could ask for some? Oh, yes, sir. Good. But I don't know anyone to give me any. I'm in trouble, Philly. Don't you understand that trouble? When Molly wakes up, I gotta admit I had my pocket picked. That is, unless I can get some money in the meantime. All aboard. Next up, in town. Next up, in town. What? I gotta get off here, boss. I gotta blow close to wait and move short. Okay, sir. See you later. Oh, excuse me, Mrs. Wheeldeck. Oh, well. Say it, Mrs. Wheeldeck. I. I don't like to ask you, but... No, uh, sir. 
I'd never make a date with a married man, Mr. Gibbon McGee. My goodness, the girl's got a hard enough time in the world without an old Louie like you coming around. Yes, read it. I wasn't going to ask you for a date. Oh. Oh, you wasn't? No. Listen, Mr. Sweetie, I'm in a kind of an embarrassing predicament. I, I, have you got any money with you? Oh, money? Yeah. First you're out to damage a girl's reputation, and now you want money. <laughs> just a gigolo, that's what you are. Oh, now, listen. Mr. Now you stop it. You go right back and sit down and behave. Oh, excuse me, brother. I, I didn't mean to lock the aisle. Not at all, my boy, not at all. Thanks, brother. Not a bit, not a bit. That's two bits, my boy, and two bits is good for one gilt-edged chair of... Ah, but excuse me, my little fly-by-night. Allow me to introduce myself. You betcha. I'm the secretary and treasurer of the Little Angel Gold Mine Corporation. Tell me, my friend, are you a mining man? Well, I always... I thought so. Yes, indeed, a mining man. You have, if you will permit me, my friend, all the earmarks of the great outdoors. That is, if you like the great outdoors. You may think it's great outdoors, but give me an old easy chair and a pipe. Two pipes, one for blowing bubbles, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm always blowing bubbles, my friend. Well, and out of these bubbles, I've viewed a vast fortune. Yes, yes a vast fortune. How can you do that? I've often wondered. <laughs> uh, now, uh, the Little Angel Gold Mining Corporation, my friend, well, and this, I may add, is entirely confidential. Yes, entirely confidential. Is issuing a small quotation of special preferred stock well, in the Little Angel Gold Mine. Well, Why, my friend? Excuse me, my friend. Certainly, my friend. Listen, my friend. My name is Sybil McGee, and I just had my pocket picked for quite a sum of money that I was taken out to begin an operating on an oil, oil well project myself. Oh, yes, oil. oil. A fine business, oil. One of my favorite occupations. Getting out the old oil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I should say so. Yes, indeed. Listen, as I said, I just had my pocket picked of about $15,000. $15,000, eh? Quite a tiny sum. Oh, I don't know. Thank the money so much that it's being hooked to a jump. Now, if you could see your way clear, brother, to hmm. advance me about enough to carry me over till I get home. Huh? About 35 bucks, maybe, say. I'd be really uh, what to... was I? What am I doing here? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I left my seat to get a drink of water. Well, imagine my forgetting. Thank you. Uh, get out of my way, uh, please. Time to let me pass. A very refreshing. A drink of water, huh? Very refreshing water, if you care for the stuff. I... <laughs> Ain't nothing to tell Molly. James down next. James out. Molly. Molly. Hey, Molly, wake up. Wake up or put me there. Oh, put me where, Mickey? James town, Molly. And say, I... Oh, I, my, my. Flip like a log, Mickey. I know, but... Molly, I... I want to tell you something, Molly. What is it, Mickey? What's the matter with you, anyway? Well, just, I... I hate this. No... Well, it wasn't my fault. I... What wasn't your fault? Jamestown. All out. All out. End of the line. All out for Jamestown. Shall we call a cab or walk, McGee? Might be more healthy to walk, huh? But as I... I, I hate to admit I'm a stump, Molly, but... But as I... Heavenly days, McGee. What are you talking about? Well, you know what that detective told us about Hickok, Molly. Yes, I... 
Oh, and that reminds me, McGee. Huh? Here's your pocketbook. What? I took it out of your pocket whilst you were sleeping. Huh? I was afraid you'd lose it. Oh. Now, what was you saying? I... <laughs> I... <laughs> Just I knew you had it all the time. <laughs> Come on, let's call a cab. Let's call two cabs, one for each other. All's well that ends well, I guess. And now I want to tell you more about these new Fibber McGee and Molly spinning tops. On one top is a picture of Fibber, and on the other, a picture of Molly. They spin as long as 90 seconds, just by a twist of the fingers. Every boy or girl who sees these little tops wants to own a pair of them. we found that grown-ups enjoy these Fibber and Molly spinning tops just as much as the children do. Now here's the way to get them free. Buy a can of the wonderful no-rubbing floor polish glow coat, pint size or larger. Lay a thin piece of paper over the face of the can and trace the letters Johnson's Glow Coat. Send your tracing of the two words Johnson's Glow Coat to Fibber and Molly in care of this station, and you will receive two of these clever spinning tops free. Trace the lettering with pencil if you prefer. No fancy artwork is required. But the top cannot be sent unless you make your tracing from an actual can of Johnson's Glow Coat. Mail the tracing to Fibber and Molly in care of this station. You'll receive two clever little spinning tops without cost. This offer expires April 30th. Tune in again next Monday evening at this same time. We hear that Fibber is taking a job as a check room attendant, you know. Check, check. In the meantime, may we remind you to be sure to send for your Fibber and Molly spinning tops without delay. On the yellow top is a picture of Fibber, and on the blue one, a picture of Molly. Now, you can't buy these little tops in any store, but you can get two of them free just by tracing the words Johnson's Glow Coat from a regular can of Glow Coat, pint size or larger. But remember, the top cannot be sent to you unless you make your tracing from an actual can of Johnson's Loco. Send the tracing to Fibber and Molly, care of this station, and you'll receive a pair of the Fibber, McGee, and Molly spinning tops free. This offer expires April 30th. Hey, Molly. Yes? 
Where were we going on that bus tonight, anyhow? Why, we were going to Aunt Ferris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's where we go horseback riding in. Sure, but I can't go horseback riding. No? No. The riding britches got too tight for me, and I gave them to Aunt Sarah. <laughs> She's wearing them? Sure. Oh. Your aunt's in your... Pa- McGee. <laughs> Announcer is Harlow Wilcox. This is the National Broadcasting Company. You've been listening, friends, to WLS, the voice of Prairie Farmer Chicago, leaving you now until tomorrow morning at 5 o'clock Central Standard Time. You will immediately hear from station WENR, Prairie Farmer, bid you all good night. Good evening. This is WENR, the voice of service, Chicago. Through the courtesy of Bourgeois, makers of fine French perfumes, we present the Evening in Paris Roof. We now take you to the Evening in Paris Roof, where you will be greeted by the familiar voice of Morton Downey. In the spring, hearts begin to dance. Every beating heart becomes a part of Paris in the Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ben Grau speaking from the...